0: Welcome Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Words, founder and president of Faithful Fathering. It's a blessing to be with you and I thank you for taking the time to join us here. Uh, you know, we're all about encouraging and equipping dads to be faithful fathers, which uh, is to prioritize your physical presence, engage emotionally, and lead spiritually by example. To be a faithful father, not just do dad, as uh, some of those popular commercials uh, do, but we have to live into this opportunity. I always want to point you to our website, faithfulfathering.org, where you can click on the Dad Talk button, where we uh, post uh, weekly blogs that uh, really complement this podcast. Uh, pretty well that uh, give you a chance to look through some of the other things that we're doing. But uh, you can uh, hit the Dad Talk button on the home page and uh, scroll through some of the blogs of uh, the past weeks that we, that we present. Uh, here in the studio with me today is uh, Mr. Donald Mayfield. He's a faithful father and a very special guest. I just want to welcome him. Donald, thank you for being
1: here. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having
0: me. Well, it's a blessing to have you here. and uh, I, I you know today in society, uh, it seems that we have a, a dependency issue. Uh, I guess in our am I, uh, when my kids were in school is just say no to drugs there's a dependency on drugs there's a dependency on the government there's dependency on, on different things out there and uh, I always uh, always like to refer to uh, the Ronald Reagan quote from years ago when he said the nine most uh, dangerous or most feared words in the English language were that uh, I'm from the government and here to help do you agree with that? I do, I do. that's <laughs> fearful <laughs> <laughs> well that. Uh, uh, you know he wasn't uh, Reagan wasn't against government. he was just against big government. He wanted to keep it small and, uh, and understanding that uh, big government and never expanding government uh, could, would create indeed a dependent class of citizens. Have you, have you seen this in action uh, among uh, folks and necessarily not necessarily in your circles, but maybe in your community?
1: Oh yes, sir. I mean, especially with the internet nowadays, you can see and read a lot of media coming in. And um, like you said, the dependency. I really feel something came to mind. Jeremiah ten twenty three, which says, "A man is not meant to walk in his own steps." I believe we were meant to be dependent, but that dependency is supposed to be on Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And and I and I see a lot of people trying to fill that void. And with what you're mentioning, um, you know about just different circles. And yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of dependency. Or in the same regards, if there's a problem, there's a lot of blame which, again, comes from dependency, you know, it's that, that's the reason or this is the reason.
0: Mm-hmm. There's another gentleman out there, uh, Jason Riley, wrote a book called, uh, uh, it always says, Liberals Stop Helping Us. Uh, no, it, says, it references the government. They, they believe the title of the book is Stop Helping Us with the subtitle, How Liberals Have Destroyed the Black Family. And uh, it just goes back to the Moynihan Report from the 60s saying that the whole uh, LBJ initiative of the Great Society would be uh, negatively, uh, negatively impact the black family. And uh, over the years, arguably, uh, that was just one man's opinion, but it's a great book and a great read uh, just to understand how sometimes uh, the, the incentive, uh, however, however uh, good the intention is, uh, sometimes the, the result is not necessarily what the intention was, and uh, in fact, uh, you know, to a large extent, they were essentially paying dads to stay away from the home, which re- re- reflected a bunch of single-parent families, uh, both black and white, that uh, weren't necessarily the intent of the, of the law of the whole welfare state. But, uh, you know, there is a, another article out there entitled, uh, America Needs to Return to First Principles. This is an article where uh, John Cogan, was, uh, was, who served in the Reagan Budget Office, and Kevin Walsh, who uh, served in the George W. Bush administration, called uh, they really cited three shockwaves just in this century, in the last 22 years, that uh, have really uh, put government largesse on a whole new trajectory. And uh, I thought it was interesting layout I just mentioned the the, the, the first one we talked about uh, the first one was back of course 911 uh, 01 that uh, the attacks on the on the World Trade Center uh, just rocked Americans comfort factor uh, uh, on the national security there's a, a as a result of that the government in, in instituted some new security regulations and introduced uh, that were introduced resulted in uh, the TSA and even some surveilling of individuals Uh, cell phone activity. The uh, larger government uh, resulted in really a compromise in some of our liberties that uh, arguably were for good but it always uh, amazes me that it, they never they never take those things back. You know, they just keep keep getting bigger. But the Patriot Act and uh, and what have you really has instituted a new level of uh, of watching over us uh, from a security standpoint. Uh, you were in the military. You got any thoughts on on that?
1: Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, I've watched. Uh, I've seen what you're saying, and it's and it's it's scary because it's almost a uh, a catalyst to move towards the whole quote unquote big brother scenario mm-hmm. and um being in the military um i wouldn't i was a i was a cook so i didn't really i mean i it was supplemental you know sure, but sure. um but yeah the i think that helped me determine that i would rather um when i got out i'd rather have the, uh, more independence from the government not that i don't want government
0: i just want it um
1: I know I don't trust in man is the problem, right? Sure, <laughs> or, sure. Or whatever you want to call it. But.
0: Right, right, right. Well, the the second shockwave, of course, was a 2008 financial system collapse and the resultant recession that, of course, rocked Americans. Uh, uh, perspective on their own financial security. The financial institutions were dealt a new round of regulatory requirements as well uh, that produced more hurdles for personal and business loans. And again, uh, larger government uh, compromised individual liberty as far as uh, being able to uh, conduct business necessarily. Uh, there are a whole new bunch of hurdles to, uh, to jump through. And of course, the third wave is the uh, 2020 pandemic. Uh, that rocked Americans' confidence in the health care systems. You know, we had uh, from lockdowns to mask and vaccine mandates, government insisted on inserting itself uh, into health policy and procedures. And again, here we went, a larger government and, a, and a, arguably one of the biggest uh, compromises of individual liberties, everything from uh, uh, telling you where you could and couldn't go to uh, essential business, picking winners and losers. So again, all of this, the these three major shockwaves uh, percolated through American society, and, and uh, a government responds with good intention, possibly, uh, that's arguable as well, but during a specific crisis, what uh, the government never uh, again retracts; <laughs> uh, it always expands and never contracts. Right. It seems, and it just stays uh, larger and larger. Uh, but uh, uh, the the key is: uh, do do other gods get created as a result of uh, some of these policies?
1: I, I believe, yeah, I believe they do. The um, little, little G gods, right? Of course, yeah. Of yeah. Course, yeah little I- idolatry, right? <laughs> but yeah, we um we we see a lot of and when you say gods, I just think of dependencies. And um yeah, there's a lot that the more you take someone and you give and give and give and certain and it seems like it's just a certain demographic. Um a lot of pol- political uh, chess involved, but as you uh take that demographic and you give and give and give to let's say get your, you know, electors to come vote for you. Um, there's just uh, for the for me, for instance, as a I'm also an IT guy, I run my own business, and um, just some just to give you an idea of what how I was impacted, which we all were, on uh, as a 1099 filer for the taxes, I wasn't able to do standard deductions, or I couldn't go more than three hundred dollars, but I spent a lot more than that, so it's forcing me to do itemized. You know, again, the government's putting their hand in it, and that, when you were talking about it, that's, it just continues to grow and grow and grow, and it never recesses back. I remember um, something I'm thinking of that's not directly related is the, the toll bridge here in Harris County. They said in the 80s, once that's paid off, it won't be a toll bridge anymore, but that's not the case. They just keep on adding and adding and adding, and I don't think that's ever going away.
0: That's right. It's a great example. Tolls are another uh, tax on us, and uh, here we go. It's, uh you know our tax dollars. They can't manage well enough, so they create a toll road that arguably gets it uh, built more uh, in a more timely manner than necessarily waiting for all the government funding. But uh, at the end of the day, you never see it once they start to get to that cash flow. It never never stops, does it? No, It doesn't. But uh, so so we rely on uh, uh, we end up uh, depending on government to uh, protect us to uh, to provide all the security we need. We depend on government to uh, watch after our finances <laughs> to some extent because now they're taking more and more of it. I don't mean to get political here. That's not the intent of this. But the, the challenge is how, how do we stand in the gap as dads that, uh, as we continue to, uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to say bow down to government, but as we continue to uh uh, uh, you know, serve and, and recognize government that uh, we, we, uh, we see these things coming into our lives that continue to inhibit our ability to, you know, at some point even to worship, you know, to pray at the flagpole, to, to stand in the gap, uh, to pray in public. Uh, we just saw a Supreme Court case uh, about praying uh, at the 50-yard line on a football field, right? Uh, these, uh, these things are continue to get uh, under more and more scrutiny, and uh, at what point do we uh, finally say enough is enough?
1: I agree. I mean, Proverbs, like I mentioned earlier, Proverbs twenty-two six says, raise up a child in the way they should go, and even when they're older they won't depart. And raising, our, you had mentioned uh, how being a father, you know, it could affect these things. Well, raising our children, they're going to hear all kinds of information. And I really feel it's important to establish those foundations early on and show them even and but not just early on even as you live your life in front of them as an adult you really need to just have um, your foundations established in God so they get to see how you are and I really believe that will affect their decision making Um, you know the kids we're raising now they're eventually are going to be serving in our government and um, the problem is when people get there they go native it seems Mm -hmm. and If we can raise our kids the right way then they won't compromise and if they won't compromise then by god he he may allow us to turn this around
0: Yeah, i always i like to go you you, i like to go back to the old testament a lot of times but i think of king josiah who was uh, came in as a young boy uh thinking that uh, this is just the way the kingdom's supposed to run we have the other gods out there on high places and what have you and you just assume that's the way it was until his secretary finds the book of the law he's cleaning out the temple they find the book of the law and his secretary reads the book of the law uh after Hilkiah the priest finds it and uh, and and reads it in the presence of the king and the king says my gosh these other gods aren't supposed to be out there he tears his robe and and and, and says uh Hilkiah please go find out what we're to do and, uh, and of course, you know, I, uh, guys. I just encourage you to go to Second Kings, chapter twenty-two and twenty-three. I think it is where Josiah just absolutely turns the tables. I mean, he. He goes out there. He he reads the uh, the book of the law in the public square, you know, to all the people, and and proclaims that this is the word we're going to follow. He goes to the high places, tears down all the altars, the ashra poles, and all these uh, uh, other godly uh, uh, representations that people are worshiping around the uh, around the country, and uh, just says, you know, this is the way we're supposed to do it. And I, I wonder if. Uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, our president isn't going to read it on national TV. Our governor isn't going to read it. But my charge is that every dad read the book that's now, it isn't hidden in the temple, it's hidden in the church. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> hidden in your home on the coffee table. I don't know where it's hidden, but start reading that son of a gun individually and uh, depending on the age of your kids, read uh, uh, an illustrated Bible uh, to a young kid and uh, and share scripture daily with, uh, with your kids. Uh, do you have any practices like that? Have you seen that go on in any homes? That,
1: no, I, th- I think that's very important. Um, like i said and it's been 14 years now my daughter was 13 so we weren't necessarily living the way we should but it there was she saw a drastic change and um i would read the scriptures out loud and i would actually try to get her to read some scriptures but i think the most important impact i had and still do is living my life with what i see out of that word being a representation i, I don't know who said it but i we've all heard it um, sometimes the only Bible someone will read is the way you live your life. And um, even if we can just live our lives and, you know, God will set you up. He'll put you in situations where you have to make tough decisions. But when you do it, the light will shine. I remember one time a um, a, a person came to investigate our roof and, um, you know, I could have made some easy money by lying and I didn't. And, uh and it cost me and I, and I even i've told that testimony and i won't go into it now but my daughter knew that and i think it sets a precedent you know later on it's just something that the Holy spirit i believe you know nudges them on or maybe reminds them about later on but i think even if and and yes i would encourage everyone to read the word mm. there's there's Nothing better than reading the Word of God.
0: Well, that's the second piece of armor that uh, Paul talks about in Ephesians 6, right? The, you put that breastplate of righteousness on me that uh, do what's right, even if it hurts, right? Yes, but right before that, we put on the belt of truth, which is the Word of God. And uh, so we can only do what's right when we're grounded in the Word of God. And uh, so I, I, I put this challenge out there before to men. But I, dads, I, if you have never read Scripture, I encourage you to start with Romans. And uh, just read a chapter a day. You know, it's not a speed read, but read, pray, journal, and meditate on that chapter. Get up uh, 15, 20 minutes earlier every morning or whatever your time is and read daily. Read through the letters all the way to Jude, which is up to Revelation. Read all those epistles, those letters from Romans to Jude. Then go back and read the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the Acts. And then after you've done that, and for me, it took a couple of years. Uh, I'm not a very fast reader, but I did enjoy absorbing and internalizing the words because every once in a while you'll have a verse that jumps out at you and you just want to internalize that. Uh, and then I went back to Genesis and read it all the way through Revelation. And I've been blessed over the last 25, 30 years to do that several times. And I can't tell you the impact that it's had on my life for sure. And, uh, and what you find, is, Dads, is that you uh, may uh, stimulate some spiritual discussion between Sundays. Oh, and uh, that's the whole idea is that we're, we're not living in the world Monday through Saturday and going into church on Sunday, but we're, we're uh, actually the spiritual leader of our home by praying with our children and, uh, and uh, doing what Josiah did. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, God said that no king before nor after Josiah turned to the Lord with all his heart, all his mind, all his soul, all his strength. And uh, what a legacy that would be if your parent if your boys and your daughter your sons uh, said that about you when uh, when you're uh, uh, on your last days and dad thanks for uh, turning your heart to the Lord as you did because that helped us navigate through the world because you know as you know uh, if you build your house on the rock how do these shock waves in society impact you
1: well as when Jesus is your focus like you just said then they're they' everything's going to impact you in some way but uh you'll you know where your faith is and you know who's holding you up and I've had uh, my fair share and I'm sure we all have of things that have happened but knowing that Jesus is always there um, you get I, I've gotten i mean I'm just being honest I've gotten shook a little bit and then that I spend that time with the lord and I was like wait a minute I just have to recalibrate it you're my god you're my lord you've you've got this you you're not you're not excited about this this isn't bothering you you knew this was going to happen so lord just please take care of it and when you when you're in that place it doesn't matter what's going on in your life and i don't know i can't say for everyone's situation but i can say this when I, i know a person who does and that's jesus and when he is the center of your life Everything else is just going to fall into place, and it may be rough, and you know it says to rejoice when we go through trials, uh, because it builds us, uh, it gives us endurance for the day to come. And uh, but like I said, when um, he's our when he's our rock, you're gonna you're gonna make it through it. It's just a matter of time. You just hold on to him. And gives
0: you a piece sure and that uh, as you as you build your house on the rock uh, nothing else can uh, can shake it up I mean, we it's another piece of that armor that helmet of salvation right that's yeah. that eternal perspective we're to live into that uh, temporally on a day-to-day basis. We're going to take some body blows and there's going to be some things in the world that we don't agree with and there's going to, you know, uh, uh, we just have things that uh, we have to face and, and work through. Uh, but the challenge is, of course, always to, not challenge, but the the comfort is found if we keep our eyes focused on the author and perfecter of our faith. We'll run our race well. And I always like, it, you know, as we find that that, uh, yeah, if we're dependent on government, these these shockwaves may indeed uh, impact us. But if we're dependent on our Lord, then uh, these things will have minimal impact uh, as far as our, our, uh, our stature and our, our confidence in who that we serve a sovereign God. And I think that's what our kids will catch. I like Oswald Chambers. He, he, in his devotion book, My Utmost for His Highest, he's made this quote, and I've quoted it many times, that if you fear God, you fear nothing else. If you don't fear God, you fear everything else. And uh, so, dads, that's the challenge: is uh, the correlation between fear and dependency. As as you uh, process these the things we've discussed, uh, Donald and I here this uh, in this podcast, that uh, you would indeed uh, be convicted to build your house on the rock and depend on God and fear Him only. That's the dad you're called to be. That's the dad the next generation needs. God bless, Godspeed.